young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool. You may even think it is bogus. But I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing. Something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you. Something called grassroots. Alrighty, I know you guys probably looking at me and you're thinking, does Aaron want to be like regular Nas today? No, that's not true. I have an eye is swollen, <laughs> so I have to keep my shades on, you know. Got to make sure them haters don't look at the bruising. No, it's kidding. I have a swollen eye from my eye infection. Allegedly. I didn't fight anyone. Okay. I promise. <laughs> good, good. But if you guys haven't noticed, we are some of the biggest nerds. And I know we've geeked out on Marvel and et cetera, but I wanted to make sure that we talk more about video games. So we have an amazing friend here. He is part of Gamertag Radio. I just wanted to get right into introducing him just because he's awesome. And he has an interview with Phil Spencer coming up. Microsoft, if you don't know who Phil Spencer is, you need to check him out. Danny, welcome to the show. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me. I, you know, I'm a hip-hop head, so uh, yeah, we definitely have a lot of crazy hip-hop stories <laughs> behind the scenes. And uh, yeah, I'm a huge gamer, huge gamer, man. So uh, thanks for... For inviting me. Did you hear Brandon's laugh? Brandon, you okay? I am dying. <laughs> I am on all types of antibiotics and everything. So like, we're all pretty I'm, much. I'm in a fog right now. I think the only one who's all right is Danny. Word. Danny's I'm, you're I, sick. I'm I have excited. an eye infection. He's just regular Nas. Yeah, so Danny, we never know. Danny's we never know with him. Glowing. What's up, bitch? I'm, like, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> like, yeah. It's mad happy. I'm over here mad somber. <laughs> yeah. I'm all right. I'm over here dying slow and he's mad cheerful. Oh, yeah. man. But on that note, I'm Aaron Ashley Simon. Welcome to Grassroots Podcast. Make sure you hit the noti notification button. Sign up for our newsletter as well. We have an event coming up in March. Yes. I can finally say finally. in March, early March. So make sure you sub to our newsletter because we will be dropping the link and information there as well as our social media. If you don't follow us on Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and et cetera. And guys, yeah. Yeah, I'm Brandon Killer BHL. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be <laughs> under the weather this, <laughs> this week. I'm, I'm battling Corona. So that's, that's oh, what's don't, happening. Don't right ever now. say that. Listen, it, it's in New York. He's talking about the it's beer. It's in New York. There's a couple already. A couple people. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple yeah, yeah. people. You bet. I got to go get a mask. I'm, you I'm, should. I'm, I'm wearing a mask. Y'all going to judge me. I don't care. <laughs> Damn, so I should be careful because I'm like sitting right next to you. Uh, nah, more man. people <laughs> have died from the common flu. Even though this coronavirus is very dangerous, I think there's also a lack of understanding and information. Yeah, like yeah. more people have actually recovered from it than died from it so That's far. Yeah. So people just, you know, relax a little bit. It's okay. Be healthy, but relax. Yeah. I feel like there's a, a new disease every year. There's SARS, there's anthrax, <laughs> there's there's just always something. Get scared. So, yeah, some sort of something that happens every year that puts us all in a panic. And I think I think this is one of the closer ones where it's everyone's like, oh, wow. Few people died. <laughs> we made it to take this one serious yeah. this time. And then it'll go away, hopefully. Right. Which cameras will we go? Hey, there you go, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Young Tybalt Capulet. How are we doing this evening? Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Yo. Oh, no. Hey, listen. I'm sick. I'm still sharp, though. 
I'm sharp. I'm sharp. I see you, man. You know what I mean? That's a good name. Oh I like Oh, my that. gosh. And in the flesh, we have Danny Pena. Uh, let's get right into the shits, all right? Phil Spencer. Yes. How on earth did you get this interview? I need to know. Tell us all the right. secrets. All right. Tell first, us, yeah. First, I have a podcast. It's called Gamer Tag Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I have to mention that because yeah. people yeah. are like, who the hell is Phil Spencer? I did who, mention it Danny? earlier. Yeah. Gotta do it again. Yeah, plug. Let him plug. Let him plug. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so I have a podcast about video games called uh, called Gamer Tag Radio, and I've been podcasting now. It's gonna be 15 years, February 25th. So Phil Spencer is the head of Xbox. He's like one of the execs over there. So I've been trying for years. He was on our show back in 2014, mm-hmm. but it was Microsoft that contacted us. Like, hey, we would like to have Phil Spencer on the show. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Okay, he was the one that took over the company, and then. Uh, then for years I've been trying to get them on the show and they were like declining every single year. I'm like, damn, damn. And then I was talking with Paris, shout out to him, uh, my co-host. I asked him, dude, our 1,000 episodes coming up. I got to do something crazy. Like I want to make something that people are going to be talking about for a very long time. And this is a very important year because all the new consoles are coming out this year, you know? Mm-hmm. So he was like, I think you should get Phil Spencer, man. You started your podcast as an Xbox podcast. Go for it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to email them one more time. I emailed them back in September. Silent for for months. That's normally how it is. They let you bake. And I was like, I gave up. I was like, you know, it's not going to happen. So I was like, let's have a backup just in case, you know. And then early January, that's when we got the, the green light. Mm. But then the other day, you know, I was sleeping, you know, regular night, whatever. And then my phone was just going every few minutes. And it was because Phil Spencer announced it on Twitter without us like even knowing that it was going to happen. He was in oh, Japan wow. at that time. So it was like 2 o'clock in the morning when that happened. So, Damn. yeah, and I'm excited, man. It's going to be really cool, man. Damn. Really, so, really cool. So how do you prep for something like that? Like, I feel like there's a million questions you can ask someone <laughs> that you works know what? at Xbox. I think as a podcaster, I think when you start interviewing somebody... Just have a regular conversation, man, because I think a lot of people think about, like, oh, let, let me ask some questions, like, clickbait is going to mm-hmm. go viral. To me, that's, like, sounds so fake, and sometimes you might even get the person you're going to interview uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'd rather just have a regular conversation, and maybe Phil is going to be so comfortable that he probably will say stuff that I'm like, whoa, and it might go viral, you know? Mm-hmm. So Hopefully. that happened before, you know what I'm Hopefully. saying? Yeah. Very modest, sir. You're a Hall of Famer. You well, should have said that. Oh, I should. Yeah, should, I'm very you're a humble. Hall of Famer, sir. <laughs> also, he's being very modest because Gamertag Radio, in terms of gaming podcasts, is the first gaming podcast to hit a thousand episode. You know, I yeah, was not crazy. gonna bring that up, but that's thanks. crazy. I'm, I'm that's what friends that's are that's for. Famous. I will gas fun, yeah. you up, okay? Well, because thanks. you told me that, and I was like, wow, there really hasn't been any. Mm. That is like. I mean, there's other shows that've been around um, since like oh, 2001. Shout out to them, or Orange Lounge Radio. They're really cool. I, that they launched their show when I had my internet radio show back in the days. You know, um, but I checked. Nobody has a thousand episodes. No other gaming podcast. We're the first ones. You know, and that's why you're you, Hall of Famer. Like, now, yeah. general, <laughs> now, general shows. There's a there's a couple like Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. You know, NPR. There's a couple that has over a thousand, but gaming, none. That's crazy. 
That is nuts. And hopefully we'll see something with hip-hop, too, a hip-hop podcast. You know what I'm saying? So. I feel like someone will get there eventually. But yes. I have to ask you this question just because I know there's several, or not even several, but various content creators that follow us. Mm-hmm. How, you know, with Phil Spencer tweeting, that was a very big moment for you guys. But also with big moments, sometimes comes a lot of hate. And yes. even sometimes hate from those who are close to you. Mm-hmm. How were you able to kind of like deal with that? And especially as, as you continue to level up, how are you dealing with just some of the different changes and energies that are coming from people that are even close to you or even know you? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I never talked about this publicly, but if it's like random people that are posting hate, I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, it, it happens, you know. But people that I know is disappointing because, like, I feel like as an indie content creator, we're competing with like the majors, you know, like we, we have to help each other out, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't I don't see other people as as competition. I see myself as I'm competing with myself. Mm-hmm. So it's really disappointing seeing people, man, talking smack, like just because we're having a big guest on our show. You know, um, I don't want to waste my time on that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want to focus on what's coming with our, you know, with our guests. Um, I don't know. Just. Uh, it's, it's disappointing, man, because we gotta we have to help each other out, man. You know, uh, there's a lot of competition. When I started, there was no corporate podcast, so a lot of the indie shows. Once uh, iTunes launched their uh, podcast, they added pl- podcasts into the platform. All the indies were like in the top ten, right? And then you see Disney getting involved and everybody other company. So we were like helping each other, like, yo, go to the top of the charts, man. You know, more listen, listen to us and stuff and so on. But then when you see everybody like competing with each other, it's like, yo, we're hurting each other, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's going to look very childish from the outside. People that are really getting into like podcasts and they see like, imagine another hip hop show just talking smack about you guys. Yeah. How's well, that helping? Eh, I mean, it, I think that happened already. No, that, no, <laughs> that happens. But, the attitude is smashing. But, but honestly, like how, how that's going to help as a... As a Podcasting as a whole, like, as a yeah. whole. Well, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing. People don't look at it from that perspective, right? Like most people just look at it like, oh, okay, that's 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 the opposition, mm-hmm. and it's our job to beat the opposition. They don't look at it uh, to align and try to figure out how we can all yeah. get to the top because this is our fight, right? Like yeah. everyone else is. Like even though yours is primarily gaming, ours is hip hop, gaming, whatever. It's still podcasting. It's still that yeah. same umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what it is? Like it, our people, mm-hmm. Latinos, blacks. There's not that many podcasters mm-hmm. now you might see a l- little bit more right but we have to help each other out man yeah it, it's just it's it's just disappointing seeing other like just shutting talking smack about other people and just because they didn't get the opportunity look man i've been grinding for over 15 years mm-hmm. you know uh, behind the scenes without money with crappy mics i started with a tape recorder recording interviews like that and then convert them into mp3 you know like mm-hmm. with no money man I went, there was people from the, the Phil Spencer tweet saying, oh, they don't deserve it. They don't know our history. It, it's like, come on, man. Do your research first before you're talking all this like crazy random yeah. stuff. You know what I'm saying? So um, just that, man. I just keep it moving. Not focus on that at all, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a very successful podcast episode. You know, so. so do you feel like kind of the advice to content creators when that happens or mm-hmm. when, when people come at them negatively is just focus on your main objectives, focus on what you why you started it to begin with, mm-hmm. and just 
the positives as well because even though you got some hate, there's a lot of support that you got as well. I mean, there was way more positive than negative. You know, um, when I started podcasting over 15 years ago, I took it personally, man. When I was seeing reviews, people were like, oh, these guys are ghetto from New York. I'm like, I'm living in Miami. I'm a hip hop head, you know? So um, I took it personal at first because people will go to iTunes and they'll give us like one star just because maybe we didn't like we, we sound different than them and i just kept on moving man kept on making moves started getting more bigger interviews and then now every other company is giving us opportunity like hey come to our studio we'll invite you from all the way from whatever we'll, we'll pay the flight we'll play everything just mm -hmm. come over here and talk to us and uh, right there i'm like you know what i'm doing the right thing just ignore them and just keep it moving man. so if you're a content creator what's the camera this one this one right here <laughs> <laughs> don't take it personal keep it moving man like yeah. youtubers like, if you go to youtube the comments oh my god they'll it could eat be your brutal life. they'll eat your life yeah you, you gotta ignore that man don't take it personal yeah. at all man yeah. now's easter for breakfast i, I think i think you, you love you love the hate i, lo I love the hate yeah. yeah people adapt to the hate i was born in it no. you weren't you weren't, <laughs> born. You, weren't yeah, born you don't yet. know my older sister and older brother i was born in the hate yeah yeah <laughs> But I think that's that that's really a good bit of advice because even for us starting out, it was a bit of a challenge to ignore them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hard, cause and not know. that you take it personally, but just like, fam, you don't even you don't even know me. Like, what do you, why, what <laughs> you know, like? <laughs> what are we talking about? But then you got to put things in perspective. Like, all right, this is some person in Iowa you don't even know, probably Could not have even a bad day. Yeah, with a, with a fake name. With a fa I was going to say yeah. with a fake name. That's yeah. probably not even his default picture. And and, and I'm about to engage. Yeah, they with have this some like random cartoon or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not yeah, worth it. It's not. As far as when you're setting up some of your interviews, like Phil, and just everything else, right? What are, what are some of your mindsets? Like when you're picking your guests, what are some of the things you look at? You know, I uh, I would like to know are are they into gaming? You know, or maybe they worked on a soundtrack or something something gaming related. Like I don't want to just interview people that are, are just into hip hop and that's it. You mm -hmm. know, when we started, it was a hip hop gaming podcast. So mm -hmm. I have a lot of like the indie artists. They'll send me their music. Put them on our show, and it was like a custom soundtrack of the week. You know, mm -hmm. I want to. I just wanted to promote them. You know, they're probably not getting no shine on the radio, but online, hey, you know. So I was doing that a lot. So I lived in Miami. I used to be a, a hip hop uh, promoter back in, back in the nineties. So I know a lot of like labels and a lot of like artists that I worked with in, in the past. Um, so I will go to events, and I'll be there like with my recorder in my pocket, and uh, the the either the DJ or somebody like a rapper is performing I go to like somebody's close by I'm like alright that is the manager let me talk to him and mm -hmm. I'll tell him straight up look I have a I have a hip hop show what's up like I would love to do an interview after the show yeah yeah we'll do it and I just record right there on the spot mm -hmm. or I'll email them like I'll, I'll go online do some research like who is the right person to contact so like I had um, I almost had Mac Miller Logic, there's a couple artists that had almost had them on our show years ago that emailed them because they were just posting on Twitter about gaming. I was like, oh, this is perfect, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, I had them, I had a uh, Warren G on our show, mm -hmm. he's a huge gamer. So, when I, I interviewed never him, thought that. yeah, so I interviewed him, he was like, yo, Call of Duty is coming on my birthday. I'm like, yo, this is perfect. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> I had them, and I even had artists that I don't listen to their music, but I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm curious, I want to like just talk about. About gaming and music, you know. So mm -hmm. I had Soldier Boy on our show. Actually, true story. Soldier Boy during our interview was like, "Man, it's it's my dream to go to E3. It's my dream to go to E3." 
I'm like, oh, really? Okay. So I've been talking to him and uh, PR person that was handling everything. I was like, you know what? I got you. You know, I'm over, I'm very humble. You know, I don't. I'm not a fan of his music at all. So I contacted my friends at ESA. I'm like, hey, yo, he wants to go to he wants to go to E3. Like, is it possible? And they're like, yeah, sure. Ever since then, he's been going to E3. So it was because of the interview inspired me. Like, you know, what? I'm gonna help him out. Like, hey, you know, hook him up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I have a lot of crazy stories like that. <laughs> a lot of crazy random stories. I was about to say, whenever whenever you're actually, do you ever sit and think about some of the stories? Like you shared a lot of stories with us like off air, right? And yeah. a lot of the stories are, are pretty crazy. Do you ever just sit and think to yourself like, damn, like I really lived that or that really happened? You know, at the moment when that happened, I was never like thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then years later, like, yo, if people know about this, like people would be like talking about it, you know? So so there was there's a couple. So let me mention one. So... I went to a Karis One and Met the Man show in Florida, in Florida. <laughs> so I was supposed to interview Met the Man because they were in a soundtrack of Saints Row, the first Saints Row game that came out. Oh man, it was like early 2000s. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to interview Met the Man, you know? So I go there and, uh, and we're cool with Karis One and, and uh, my, my family and I, we're cool with Karis One and his family and everything. So he performed. Dope, right? The the thing is, the venue is called Revolution in Fort Lauderdale. Their sound system is kind of eh. It's not all that, mm-hmm. right? So Chris is old school. He don't care what it is. Like he performed, the crowd went nuts. Everything was good, right? So then Metaman performs, and he wasn't happy with the with the sound. So I'm like waiting backstage, like you know he's performing. Like, Just go, whatever. So I I'm there waiting with my microphone recording. He comes to the back and starts slamming the mic, flipping tables. I'm like, this is not the right time to <laughs> with him. Man. So, I, I didn't think that was going to be so, reaction. Yeah. So that was the first time. Years later, I go to E3. So Def Jam Rap Star uh, was coming out, and I got invited. Ooh. Like Def Jam and a couple other people. Like, hey, uh, it was a karaoke game for those who don't know. That's so, a throwback. I know. That's why I was like, ooh. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. So then... I heard that Met the Man and Red Man was going to perform on stage at E3. And it was at the booth. It wasn't like an official theater. It was at the booth at the uh, uh, the convention center. So I'm like, I'm showing up. with my And I know I talked to everybody. Hey, I want to interview them together. So like, yeah, 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 for sure. We got you, man. So I'm there. And actually, they were performing. And the music was so loud that there was other companies like, hey, the music is too loud. It's like... There's people that are trying to come for meetings and, and please, can you lower the, the music down? Security went up to Met the Man and Red Man and they were like, fuck you, we're not doing shit. Everybody scream. The crowd was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then after that, um, I was supposed to interview them. So we were like ready to go to a room. Yo, BBC comes and grab Met the Man. Like, hey, come, come. And I'm like, okay. So I started uh, interview only Red Man, but I almost had both of them. So... I'm like an omission. I want to interview Meta Man one of these days. So, yeah. I'm not giving up. <laughs> so, I have a lot of stories like that. Yeah, like, I look crazy. They, they were hard to get on our show. Shout out to Red and They Getting them two together is, is a challenge. It's a challenge. It's a but challenge. If you put it off, you did the right thing, man. Yeah. yeah. You did the right thing. Basically. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Any other questions? <laughs> nah. I was thinking, right? Yeah. You're going to interview the uh, Phil Spencer? Yes. And I'm getting ready to make the change and leave Xbox and go back to PlayStation because mm-hmm. 
the controllers to me are flimsy. Okay. And I really get angry at the Xbox controllers. Yeah. Will you bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I will, I, you know what? I will not bring that up because, there, you know, no, here's why. Here's why. There's people that, there's no. people that love PlayStation controls. They love Xbox or they love Switch. Like, if you feel comfortable with a PlayStation, you go with that, man. Like, as, as in, like, conversation, like, why would I bring up... Right. You know what I'm saying? Phil's like, well, I don't know. If they don't like our control, they could go somewhere else. You know, it's like, it's they do like, customs. It's true. They do customs. Phil, like, Phil look at Danny like, is this, this what you brought really? me here for? <laughs> this is the interview? This well, actually, you know what we did uh, years ago? Um, this was in 2014. So this is a time where Xbox was promoting Connect. I don't know if you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So my co-host straight up told Phil to his face, I don't like Connect. I think it's a waste of money. Why are you charging an extra $100? For us to get I like, connect. I like your partner. And Phil's and Phil Spencer were like, you know what? Yeah. You know what? I agree. Th- look, man, when you interview somebody, it doesn't matter what type of content it is. It could be an exec or not. And you have a conversation like that, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? So Absolutely. he said it, but he said it in a, in a way that Phil was like, you know what? I get it. Yeah. And they removed Connect at that time. They removed it from, uh, from the bundle because originally Xbox... When you buy the Xbox One, they had the camera in there, so that's why they were charging a hundred dollars extra. And then PlayStation was what three ninety nine, mm-hmm. and it was all selling Xbox by a lot because it was just cheaper. As a parent, let's say parent, yeah, are they gonna go with a four ninety nine or three ninety nine? Well, yeah, I, I just like that your your partner was transparent. I think that that's no, dope. That we you always I mean? keep but it like that's, that. that's that's. Do you ever find challenges where you tr- you've been transparent in some of your speaking engagements, or even just having people on your show, right? And has it ever backfired where At the all. guests took it wrong? You know what they tell us? Challenge us, because that's why we're gonna make the product better. But mm-hmm. if everybody's saying, you know, being nice and like, oh, everything is good, yep. yeah, how are they gonna take that product to the next level? Mm-hmm. You know, so. Them, yo, the, yo, the, the people from Xbox always, even other companies, they will always tell us, please, just keep it real with us, man. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for 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 saying the good, the bad. We want to make the product better, man. You know. So let's talk about this, right? Because obviously okay. we got Xbox gamers, we got PS4 gamers, and we got people who kind of have all, right? Yeah. Let's talk about the PS5, Xbox Series X, the new consoles that are coming out. There's some information, obviously, backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the load times, they're supposed to improve the load times and have more data refined mm-hmm. where you can, if you want to download just the multiplayer mode, you can, and then et cetera. Uh, just of off, I guess, what information that we all know. And this is not just for you. This is for all of us. Mm-hmm. Which console do you think is going to outperform the other one? Or which one are you more inclined to purchase? I'll say yes. this. I'm I'm an Xbox guy. Like I love Xbox, but the thing that I like about Xbox now in 2020 is that they're hungry. Cuz PlayStation's been number 1 for for a couple of years, man. So, I'm going to I'm going to go back to when PlayStation 3 came out. PlayStation 2 outsold everything, right? It was like one of the best gaming consoles mm-hmm. of all time. It had the DVD player in, in there too, right? Everything. So, Xbox, they're hungry. So when when somebody's hungry or a company's hungry, they'll waste a lot of money on marketing and all type of stuff, right? So then 360 went on top. I sold in the states. I sold PlayStation Three. At the end, PlayStation was PlayStation Three was getting a lot better content, right? 
then what happened, Xbox got so so uh, cocky when they released Xbox One. They're like, oh, people are going to buy no matter what. PlayStation did that move, three ninety nine. The crowd went nuts. Outsold everything, right? So now, Xbox being hungry, they're, they're like, now they're being more innovative, like thinking outside of the box. Xbox Game Pass, uh, which you could pay like, what, 10 bucks a month? Mm-hmm. And you get like $100, oh, no, 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 100 games available every month. Then they added Project X Cloud. So right now, if I have my controller with me, I could play my Xbox games anywhere. I w- actually, I was traveling to San Francisco. I was waiting at the airport for like an hour. I was playing Halo at, at the Guardia for like an hour using the Wi-Fi from the Guardia, and it was just streaming the game. That's crazy. I'm surprised your Wi-Fi even worked. And even <laughs> I even tried 4G. No lag. No lag. Like I, what is I, it from the Xbox Connect? You're saying like you can play that on your. On so your I have two options. I could stream. I could play my games from my console, mm-hmm. stream from the console, or I could stream from their cloud, That's their fine. servers. And it, I, right now they have like 80 games as a beta, because I know Google Stadia has that right now that you could play the games. Yeah. But you have to buy their games. Google Stadia is a mess right it's, now. It's yeah, a I was gonna say that's, that's all over mess. the place. <laughs> but I think. Right now, with the launch of these new consoles, right? Yeah. So let's say you buy an Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X, or um, PlayStation Five, and you get you buy the game, and you know we, we have to like right now we have to like install it and wait until it's ready. Now we could play the game within seconds while it's installing in the background. So you're playing the game, streaming, and once the game is already fully installed now you can play the whole thing like mm. that could happen with both systems so i was going to say can't that happen that happens with places like right now i could i could play my playstation now on my laptop you get what i'm saying yeah like, yeah yeah well but the only so, problem with that though is that even when it's downloading you only can play a certain amount of it so basically what they're right. saying right now is mm-hmm. that you you can either download a certain portion and instantly play that or mm-hmm. if you want to play like you know how like for example now when you download because you had to re-download a lot of stuff recently oh, um when you re-download it you know how like you can't do multiplayer until it's fully done. Yeah. yeah. They're saying for the new consoles that you can target only that one alone and have that download quicker and finish. And then if you want to re-download, if you want to download everything else, you can still play the multiplayer mode while you're downloading the campaign part. Oh, that's fire. But here's the difference between the Xbox and PlayStation. Let's say you only have a mobile phone. You get the controller, download the app, subscribe to their Project S Cloud. And you could play the game without buying Xbox and Xbox Series X. So with Xbox, it's not even about selling the consoles. It's about... You're like selling a, a, a membership. You're selling experience. Experience. It's the service. Experience. It's the service, yeah. yeah. So Samsung TV, you get the app. Oh, man, I get the controller. Connect the Bluetooth controller to the TV. And you just play without buying the console. So I can play go home. not going to do that. So I can go home right now and yeah. be an Xbox player is what you're saying. Not yeah. right now, right? I mean, well, I'm saying well, not, if you if you join if you're part of the beta, you could without even buying the games, you'll get any game eighty games, and play it through your phone if you're part of the beta for free, until mm. once they decide to start charging people in the future. You know, but I like that because it's beta. Google Stadia, right now, you only will will get to play their games if you have a Google Pixel phone. Wired, not Bluetooth, 
Because I don't know why. Well, I don't know why they have it like say, that. Why would they have it like that? That's. I, it doesn't make no sense. And they're Google. They're Android. But that's what I'm saying. They they you know they market to hands free and things like yeah. that. I, I don't understand. I, you know what it is? I think Google. I have a couple of people from the inside that told me this a couple of things like they're the higher ups, but just rush rushing it. Like let, let's be the first. Uh, Let's be the first. Always being the and first. And people are like, always the no, best. it's not a good idea to yeah, do that it's not right always now. Always the best idea. But people within the, the company were like, you know what? We're gonna prove them wrong. Yeah, release it, but we're gonna tell them why this is not a not a great idea. And now is yo, they're getting bad feedback everywhere, man. Everywhere. That's Reddit. Bad. If you go to Reddit. It's and bad. look up Google Stadia. It's so bad. Well, the problem is, is like with that, they haven't addressed the fact that U.S. internet is trash. Like, mm -hmm. and internet connectivity is such a big part of that, as well as appropriate servers, right? So, mm -hmm. cloud-based gaming systems has to be within the confinements right now of the the limitations that we have with internet. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it's just there's other countries that have better internet. South yes. Korea has better internet than us, and that's yeah. why they have a lot of pro players and amazing players. Yeah. So it's something that we have to focus on that. Now, um, with mm -hmm. that, though, uh, what do you guys feel about this whole Sony and Microsoft strategic partnership? And Nas, if you want to... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this at you first. Because... This is a crazy moment in history. Yeah. We never would have thought that Sony and Microsoft would band together for the greater evil, a.k.a. Google, right? <laughs> I, that's I have to disagree with that. In, in which what, what, which because part? Because if you think about it, when Xbox 360 came out, remember the Blu-ray and uh, what was that, the, D, the HD DVD, the, the battle D back in the days? They were Blu-ray, 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 Blu and, and, and HD DVD, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever, yeah. like that. And then um, Xbox, like you know what, we tapping out. So then the next console, Xbox One, had Blu-ray. That technically it's Sony, so they have to pay a percentage every time they sell a console from Xbox One. They have to pay that to Sony because they're using their technology. So then, but this now, is a public so this statement, a public though. Statement. This is yeah. like this bigger. Is, yeah, but you know what? If you think about it, Google and Xbox has the servers all around the world yeah. to do that type of technology of streaming. PlayStation doesn't really have it, man. Uh, and it, honestly, if you think about it, PlayStation, the, the way how they're making money is just the gaming division. Like their phones and TV, it's not that, it's not, it's not doing good at all. So when's the last time a PlayStation? Like TV came out though, not PlayStation TV, but so, just Sony. Sony, like a the Sony. Sony I know. Well, I mean Sony, but I'm saying like really think about it. That, that's a good point. You don't really think that yeah. anymore. The majority of people will go with, with Samsung, yeah. LG. There's mm -hmm. so many yeah. options, man. But consoles is only three. If you actually think about it, it's just Xbox, yeah. PlayStation, PlayStation, Switch. and Switch. Switch, and the Sony Switch. Sony should have stuck with handheld as well. Yeah. Uh, I I I, I think, don't know, man. I think they tapped out a long time ago. It wasn't really selling. It wasn't. I think that it was too early. I think it was too Vita was early. Good. Vita yeah. was good. I still like, have a Vita. Vita is really good, but yeah. honestly, people would just go with it. Nintendo has a great track record. Vita could have been good, though, had they... I don't know why, but they stopped pushing games to their online servers. Like, for maybe two a year after, like, games just stopped coming out for it mm -hmm. to the point where you could only download... 
uh, certain games from the store. And then even that got limited to only getting like uh, PlayStation Classics. And now you can't get anything on there unless you, yeah. you know, find an old school store. You, I remember, uh, I'm sorry if I'm talking, I'm like mm -hmm. taking over here. I have so many stories. But anyway, so, <laughs> so I remember going to the PlayStation um, press conference and they were talking about the Vita and they had, I think they had like a 3G version. Wait, they had a partnership with AT and T. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the crowd—it was like very awkward <laughs> when they announced it. <laughs> and, and then after that, um, they they had like people going on stage saying like, uh, they were promoting Call of Duty for the Vita, and everybody, oh my God, Call of Duty, wow! And then, then you see another another group. Yeah, we're gonna have Bioshock for the Vita. Everybody, oh my God, the Vita's gonna have Bioshock. Oh man, Sony got this. Where's those games? Like Call of Duty was not all that. Call Bioshock was, never Call, came out. Call, I was about to say Bioshock never came oh. out. Call of Duty was horrible and used to de uh, detach you from the servers anytime you would connect. And it was another developer that worked uh, that worked on that, that that game. Also, they even had rest in peace. Kobe went on stage to promote NBA 2K for the Vita. Mm -hmm. Who the hell is talking about NBA 2K for the Vita? Yeah. Nobody, they, they, man. But they tried to push that. It just, it, was, uh, it just uh, fell flat. Sounded, sounded good on paper. It looked good and it played good. Like it, it wasn't bad, especially if you did like the mirror to, mm -hmm. to your actual PlayStation. Like, oh, it, see that that that's cool. It looked good. Yeah. Like it, I don't you, I don't know why they abandoned it. I'm honestly. telling you, it was just too early. Now everyone's going to mobile gaming. Everyone's focusing on having handheld capabilities yeah. to take with you anywhere and everywhere. That's where it's going. Everyone's like, okay, consoles great, but what about the people when they travel? Mm -hmm. What about when they're subways? That's where everyone's focusing on right yeah. now. Mm -hmm. And that's also why you're starting to see uh, Alienware is coming out with the UFO concept, Alienware and Dell. Mm -hmm. I tried that out. <sighs> they got to still fix it. The prototype was a little too much. It's too big. It makes that loud fan noise that's oh, really that annoying. <laughs> um, but it, did ha it did, didn't have lag or input uh, uh, lag issues or latency or anything like that. So mm -hmm. there are going to be more people that are going to try to go towards that in terms of because okay so for those who are aware i gotta add context for dell uh and alienware they're making the ufo concept so you can literally take pc games anywhere and then the equipment will allow you to take these high res massive data video games with you anywhere um and so it's basically like the handheld for the pc gamers uh but we're going to see that. There's now phones that they're trying to develop. There was a, the 70, what is it called? Oh, my gosh. 70-something um, mm -hmm. that's specifically for gaming. Now everyone's focusing on that. That's why I was saying for the PS Vita, I felt like the, the, the concept in terms of where they were trying to go made sense, but it was just too early for where everyone was at that time. Now everyone's looking for as easy as possible, more access, and handheld and be able to take the game experience wherever you want to go. But the way how you're saying it, you made it seem like Sony innovated with that part. I'm not saying they innovated. I'm Nintendo just saying been doing it was, Nintendo. Nintendo I'm just been saying, doing since like the 80s. Yeah. But I'm just saying that's early. I feel like there's certain things, especially when it comes to console systems before mm. handheld, that were a little underrated that people just don't pay attention to. The same way that I feel like people still treat the Dreamcast a little bit underrated. 
Yeah. Dreamcast is underrated, but that's another failed project I looked at. Dreamcast would have been really, really dope. Think Yo, about it. They had a lot of... They were like one of the first people to have all those like online features and, yes. and downloading uh, 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 patches and stuff like direct to the... the and the, DLCs. And, yeah. yeah like, and DLCs. They, they yeah. were ahead of the curve. I just think yeah. they probably put too much into Dreamcast to try to maintain it to where they probably went under. Look what happened, man. Um, I started podcasting because of of the Sega Dreamcast. So there was a game that came out during that time. It was called uh, Fantasy Star Online. Mm-hmm. And uh, I became a huge fan of that game. Huge. That I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to do a radio show just about this game. So I posted all my content on mp3.com. mp3.com was for music artists. Mm-hmm. So every time somebody's listening to their music, mp3.com will pay them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, if I create a show and people listen to it, people will go around, I'll get paid. So my first check in 2001 was 500 bucks. It was because of that game. That's fire. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Now, the reason why that system failed was because um, a lot of bootlegs, a lot of people <laughs> copying mm-hmm. stuff online. And not only that, but places had a DVD player. Again, thinking outside the box. As a parent, who are they gonna? What are they gonna pay? Uh, a, a regular console that had doesn't have no DVD features, yeah. or go with the my my kids could play with it, play the games, and, and I could, I could watch, watch movies. movies. Yeah, I could watch movies. Yeah, you know, I could go to Blockbuster at that time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh my gosh, those, those were know? the days. Those I'm bringing a lot days. of. I'm old, man. I'm bringing mm-hmm. up a lot of old school stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Well, shit. Yeah. Speak, speaking of old school, which I, I guess you, you, I thought you say speaking of old and point to Nas. Hardy, hard, We're same hard, age? hard, huh? We're same age? No, I'm 34. No, they oh. always argue yeah, about which. Say. They're like always arguing about which one's the oldest. He's older, he doesn't want to. Admit it. Yo, it's crazy. But the fans are tired um, of it because yeah. you're, you're a whole year ahead of me. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not though. That's why they know that you're older. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to get into uh, Wayne's album, man. Just because we're talking about old and we talk, you thought about Miami and stuff like that. <laughs> Wayne's album "Funeral" is out. Um, I'm extremely pleased. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I know a lot of you guys probably haven't listened to it or and or are still digesting it, but um, I guess we can we can go around a bit. Like from based off of the the first project that it released, you know, I, I, getting out of his situation and 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 now this one. I think this one is people are taking to it much better. Why? Let me ask you if, before you guys answer. Like, why do you feel that way though? Uh, for me, I felt like it was a more concise, polished Wayne. Like when you, when he first came back, it was still very good, but you can you can kind of hear a little bit of rust, and and some of the records uh, sounded a little dated. This one. While some of them sound dated, they just have a different feel. I think the beat selection was amazing, mm. way better than what it's ever been for, for quite some time for him from a full body perspective. Mm-hmm. And he sound like Wayne, like he sounds sick. Like he sound like he, he he was with it. Like like he hadn't missed a step. It just his 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 cadence on these records are just different. Yeah, because I know you had a theory, right, Aaron? Like why you think that he released a better album this time than the previous one. Oh, we, we were talking about. Yeah, we were just we talking about. We think that possibly contractually, he had to just put out a project just to mm-hmm. get the project out. Like some artists do that; they'll be under contract. They'll be like, "Whatever, okay, I just want to end this contract or uh, fulfill this certain requirement." They'll just put something out. 
Uh, and then whatever the project that follows after that, or even after the contract, then that's when they kind of like put a lot more attention to. Mm. Uh, but I mean, we don't know. I, I feel like this project, the last one I felt like, and I know this is probably going to sound a little bit bad, but I felt like it was kind of half-assed, mm -hmm. the last project. I felt like we gotten glimpses of the Wayne that we all come to love, but then also some parts I was like, eh, I don't know about it. Uh, but I really felt that there was a lot more... I, I, I just felt like there was just a lot more that he put into this in terms of like being himself. But also, maybe another thing, too, is I know he's had some struggles and maybe he's in a better condition or just in a better state now. Mm -hmm. I know that sometimes that can affect artists in different ways as well. Um, but I just felt like this felt more like the mixtape era, Wayne, mm -hmm. and the Wayne that we've all kind of like grew up really loving. I definitely. Um, did you guys find it odd that no one from Young Money was on there? No. No? I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm indifferent with Lil Wayne. Why? Oh. Be because, like, I'm not... I'm a fan sometimes. Oh, wait, hold on. I would just remember this. I remember this. We had this beef last time when yeah. Wayne redropped and you were disrespectful. Go ahead. I, I'm not disrespectful. I'm not a fan. Like, I'm not a super fan of Wayne. I'm like, I'm not running to... I listen to Funeral. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Just like the Carter Five was good. I got swindled with 500 degrees. Funeral, I, funeral upside down spells I, Little I, yeah. Wayne, man. Whoa. Whoa, whoop de doo. <laughs> by, by, tra by track two, if you're not reeled into track two, you're. I wasn't, to oh, be honest bugging. with you. To, to be completely honest that with you. That mahogany beat did not reel you in. Are you crazy? Did you listen in your car? Yeah, like, what are you, you talking like, about? I actually, I actually did listen in the car. You did or you, didn't? Yeah, a car with a way better system than my personal vehicle. Uh, nah, you bugging. You're bugging. That mahogany. As soon as that mahogany comes on, that's different. There's a bunch of records on there that 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 come well, on. Well, what are you gonna do, like, uh, Brandon? The intro. <laughs> as soon as the intro comes on, as soon as I, I heard the intro, I said, "Yeah, this is going to be different." Literally, I said that when I, while I was listening to it. I listened to the first 13 tracks. There's 24 I, tracks. Then I stopped, and I promptly put on Prince, oh. <laughs> and went back to Prince. That's like a it's, it's a flawless project. I could take maybe one record off if, if I had to. Which one? I think it's the, the record before the end, the, uh, before the, the last record. Let me see. Couldn't tell you. I you can tell you what, right I, now. Um, I'm listening to it right now. Look, look at that. Uh, I, I respect Lil Wayne. Never mind. Like, I, I think he has a lot of, lot of classics back then, but I'll, I think I'm okay if I don't listen to this new album. I don't know. See? Mm. You know, I, like, I, I agree with you. <laughs> like, um, I know my friends uh, Nori and um, and DJ your friend they just had him on Drink Champs to talk about like the new project and everything you know so I respect him as an artist it's just like I don't know like Dan I'll, Danny I'll be let okay, me can I, can I stop you right there because you just casually dropped yeah like your friend I'm, Nori. I'm sitting up here <laughs> <laughs> that's you you really are humble dude like, just, yeah my friend I'm very Nori. humble man I don't, I don't you know casually dropped Drink Champs casual <laughs> name droppers I, yeah I was chilling with you know in France the other day like. Wait, what? what do you, That's know. dope, though. How did you? How did, how, uh, yeah. Why do you know them? That's the biggest so, question. All right, so D, D, DJ EFN and I, we went to school together in Miami, in high school. And um, Nori used to go there a lot. This is when uh, CNN first album come, mm -hmm. came out. And he would go over there, and then uh, EFN would have like events locally in Miami. And we're like, oh, I'll go and you know see CNN, you know, mm -hmm. performing all that. So. That's how I started a relationship, like since like the '90s and stuff. So, 
I'm more cool with um, with EFN than Nori. So then one day, I started telling up uh, telling EFN about my podcast. Like, yo, you should launch your podcast. And they had a show on Sirius Radio, oh, no XM Radio, back in the days. Mm-hmm. And it was like you know something you know weekly. I forgot the name of the show. And um, and the thing is, I know that EFN and Nori has a lot of crazy behind the scenes stories back in mm-hmm. the days, right? So I was always pushing the podcasting. So I know EFN mentioned it to Nori, and Nori's like, ah, it's for nerds, man, podcasting. <laughs> Again, a lot of hip-hop artists felt that way, like, oh, podcast is for nerds, mm-hmm. right? So then years later, I got to see them again, and it was at the Jay Dilla, Jay Dilla Festival they had in Miami, right? So I'm there backstage with them, and I pushed it, and I'm like, yo, dude, you guys got to create a podcast. And... Nori's like, you know what? Why, why should we launch a podcast? I'm like, look, man, I'm connected with CBS. Like, just trust me, just do it. And EFN told them, and they were like, all right, we're going to do it. So then they, uh, EFN was telling me, you know what? We, I have a name, Dream Champs. So they did a demo. It was two episodes. Uh, one was Fat Joe. Can't remember the second one. So I introduced them and sent them the demo to CBS Radio. And they were like, all right, we'll, we'll check it out. I think a couple of days later, like a week or so, um, they hit them up like, we'll sign you guys. So they signed them, and EFN was kind of nervous. He was like, man, do you think we're going to get a lot of downloads? Like, uh, how many downloads do you think we're going to get? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I mentioned some random numbers. Mm-hmm. No, they surpassed it. They had like a million in the first week or so, something like that. That's crazy. And that's yeah. why he is a Hall of Famer, ladies <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but you know why? The best podcast... When you have a conversation and just have stories, man, like yeah. stories that nobody ever heard, you know, I'm like, yeah. you know, so like they started doing that and it became huge. And now they signed a deal with uh, Mass Appeal. That's Nas label. Title was a Jay-Z mm-hmm. and Revolt is with Diddy. That's so now they have their podcast and now they're doing everything else, man. Video and, and audio, man. You yeah, know shout saying? out to them. Man. Yeah. So hopefully we get them, get them here. That would be cool. It'd be nice. Yeah. It'd be nice. Oh, just well, nice. That would be amazing. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, I promise. Well, happen. let me thank you in advance. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, for me, yeah. my brain just went to a bunch of things that happened during the CNN era that I would want to ask Nori. There's mad There's mad CNN, things. CNN, Alfred there's and mad things I saw with Nas. Yeah, there, like, there's, there's, there's a lot. A lot. Right? Like, that's what, that's what my brain went to. Yeah. yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. But my, my hip-hop excitement wheel just went like this because I'm thinking of so many different moments where... Like, you hear these crazy Nori stories. Like, Nori used to be wild. Like, I don't know yeah. if y'all know. Nori used to be nuts. Yeah. But cool. And I, I just have a few stories or rumors that I heard that I would love to clear up. Yeah, I would love that'll to. Be, that would be good to talk about it, man. Yeah, for, for sure, real. man. So, yeah. Like, if I see potential of, like, people that I think they could create great content, I'll tell them, like, yo, take advantage of this. Do it, man. Because, mm-hmm. honestly, those stories are very unique. And they're never gonna get old. Yeah. You know who's the best storyteller? Who? Fat Joe. Yeah, 100%. Oh, I'm not surprised. He has the best stories. Actually, I'm gonna go back. This was the 1998. So I used to be DJ Khaled's promoter back back around that time. So we were promoting. Another flex. (laughs) (laughs) So we're we're, we're promoting uh, his his concert uh, called The Temple. It was during his birthday around November. So this was when uh, Big Pun was a 
was about to release his first album a year later. And um, yeah, so that was cool. So I, I went to pick up the flyers at, of the party at uh, Mix 96. So DJ Khaled originally came from from Orlando to Miami, and he used to be a DJ for a pirate station. Because in the 90s, Miami was known as the number one city with the most pirate stations, mm-hmm. hip-hop and reggae, right? So he had a show called, um, it was DJ Khaled on Mix 96, illegal station. And uh, I'll go to the station to pick up the flyers. So when I go in with my cousins, I see, yo, none but legends. It was DJ Tony Touch, Cuban Link, Big Pun, and Fat Joe. And I'm there with my cousins. So they started rhyming, freestyling. You can look it up online. The audio's out there. They started freestyling. And Fat Joe goes, you, to my cousin. Come on the mic. And my cousin's like, me? All right. He went right after Fat Joe, or after Big Pump, one of the two, and started freestyling. And they were like, yo, this is a fire, man. I'm like, I can't <laughs> believe this, this is happening, man. I'm like, and I'm like a kid from high school, man, seeing mm-hmm. this, like, bugged out. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot of crazy stuff like that back then. <laughs> to, get the, to get the cosign from Big Pun and Fat Joe. Yeah. That's dope, man. And he was sitting down. He was not standing up. That's one person I would like to, <laughs> I, w- I would like to, I would have liked to speak to his pun. Pun? He's another one I feel like is super underrated. Yeah. Even though he's, OD he, even, no, he's even though he is a, yeah. he, he, I don't see him underrated though. Well, that's what I'm saying. Let me be clear. He he's definitely people put him in the rafters, but mm-hmm. people don't just rush to put him in the rafters the way that they should. You I get don't know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know who reminds me of, of, of him a lot? Of, and I, this is always a common thing, but Joel Ortiz is always like when he's I first told oh his heard, last project. Yeah, when I first heard. Joel Ortiz. I'll never forget. I was like, yo, he sounds like pun, but like a just more polished, more wittier. Like mm-hmm. it was just, it was just different. And then just seeing him just elevate, he always reminded me of pun. I want, and I always wonder what, like, what, what, what would pun have thought about that? And I know it's come down a rabbit hole, but yeah. But shout Chris out, Rivers, shout out Joel Ortiz. Chris Rivers, his son. He's a yeah, beast. you know, he's he's nice. Yeah, he's yeah, really he's good. nice. He's really, really his nice. daughter's dope too. Really? I've never heard his daughter. I, really? I, I, I didn't know. Rise? Yeah, I didn't know his yeah, daughter. What? Yeah. Since I didn't what? Know I, yeah, I, I didn't had know no that. idea. I mean, I got to get her name, but I heard one of her songs. Oh, she, man. She, this she, better not be from the Essentials playlist. Nah, I think I he's guess. navigating outside. <laughs> he's trekking I, I, the I, wilderness of music. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> I didn't know that, though, if that's true. I, I didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's crazy how there's certain, um, certain people in hip-hop, how their kids just are naturally, like, taking on some of the persona and just the... Yeah. Just the... I don't know the swag. It's hard to say because, like, even Diddy's son, like, it looks. Jeans. It's like sometimes I'm like, yo, he literally looks like his dad. Even the mannerisms too. Yeah. It's just, it's wild. Her name is Star Rios. That's her name. Star I gotta Rios. look at. I I didn't know this. I didn't know that either. This is new. Oh yeah. Awesome. Actually, I went to I went to Pun's funeral. Uh, I, I I'm afraid of funerals, so I always stay outside. So my cousin went inside. And uh, El Kuja was there. Wyclef played uh, a song for his funeral. There was a lot of people. I was actually standing with Juju from Beanuts. I don't know if you know. I know who that yeah. is. He was that's there. One of, that's outside. one of those things, Dan. You supposed to be inside the building for? Huh? I said that's one of the things you want to you be know in the is? building for. I'm afraid of that type of stuff, man. Like even you don't do. Fam, you don't. You don't do. Afraid of funerals or yeah, afraid of funerals death or death. I just I'm not you a don't big. Don't do well with it. Nah. I nah but it. I remember 
going to the Bronx when uh, they had this funeral and dude, there was people like men older than me on the floor crying, man. Oh yeah, because you know what it is in hip hop, we never had anybody like that, man. Mm -hmm. Like lyrically, like putting it up there, and plus at that time, Pun was like creating songs nonstop, man, nonstop. Yeah. He, yeah. I think there was one year that he was the artist that had the most features ever in hip hop at that time. I think it was like 90, um, what's it? Right after this first album. I think it was like 99 or 2000, something like that. I is think that this the, is yeah. a perfect transition. I'm sorry, I don't mean yeah, to yeah. cut you off. I think oh. it's a perfect transition for us to get into Kobe. Yeah. Oh, Kobe, yeah, yeah. 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 We can talk about it. I mean, I, someone else lead. <laughs> I'll yeah. be, be honest. Do you want to lead? This is still a very, very uh, I mean, I'll bad lead. sore spot for if me. You, if you didn't know... Uh, Unfortunately, last Sunday, Kobe Bean Bryant passed away with, along with his daughter, Gigi Bryant, and uh, seven other people, the Atoli family and Coach Mercer, the pilot, uh, I want to say his name is Ari, Ari, what's his brother's name? Ari Coben, was it? We'll get it. I apologize. We'll get it. I apologize we'll get it. Don't worry. We'll get it. His name, but they unfortunately passed away in a helicopter accident. Uh it's just tragic, man. I, that kind of messed me up, to be honest with you. I was just thinking about my daughter the whole time. Yeah. I, I thought about a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> like, there's there's a million things. Like, just think about it. Do, do you ever think that Vanessa or any, any of the victims' families, or even them, the victims themselves, woke up thinking that that, that was going to be, like, their last... Like, you just never... You know what I mean? Like, you plan for so many different things outside of death. Even though, again... They planned for it, right? Like Vanessa and and Kobe apparently had this this pact that they would never ride planes together or never ride I know choppers together. I know I've heard of people doing that. Yeah, millionaires doing that. So just sorry, just to make sure we have the names. Um, so obviously Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, John uh, Altobelli, mm -hmm. um, also with his wife Carrie Altobelli and yeah. daughter Alyssa Altobelli. Other victims include Christina Mauser um, or Mauser. Excuse me. Mauser, uh, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and uh, Ara Zob Zobayan. Ara Zobayan. Yeah. Yep. It was. Um, Thank you. Thank you. It Thanks, was very, Michaela. very tough for me because my co-host, his son is really into basketball, mm -hmm. so he's part of a league. And actually, three weeks ago, or so he got to see Colby uh, and also his daughter at. Um, one of like the tournaments in California. So he even sent me a picture like, look, man, Kobe's here with his daughter. Mm -hmm. So then when I heard the news about Kobe, the first people that I thought about was them, yeah. my co-host and his son. Um, actually, they were, um, they were going to go to where Kobe has his... Um, Black Mamba camp. Yeah, mm -hmm. he was going to go there, but they were like, ah, you know, let." so they stayed down, down the, by Temecula around that area uh, in California. And yeah, they had that the the tournament with, oh, not a tournament but like they were playing basketball when they found out the news that he passed away. Yeah, and all the kids, man, you do that the whole air, the whole court silence, man. Like people were just in shock. Man, <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I thought about like the first people I thought about my my family, my uh, yeah. nephews and nieces. Mm -hmm. Dude, life is so short. I thought, man, I thought about know. I thought about problems. I thought about all of the problems that I think I have, and then really thought about yeah. like a real yeah. problem. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. for me, it just it just put things in perspective for me. Like it's it's eye opening. It's 
it makes me want to be closer to like my friends, my family. You know what I'm saying? Like at least, especially people that I admire, work with, like letting them know how I feel about them. For me, it 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 it's life changing. Obviously, me being a Kobe fan and a Laker fan, all these things, but just the the personal aspect of it is just it's yeah. tragic. I read your tweets, and that's why. I, I was like, every time you would tweet about Kobe, I'm like, it messed me up the whole time. Like, I know, I know, hard. but there were just people tweeting out all this craziness, and I was like, yo, everyone, just wait. Like, yeah. wait till the yeah. press conference. Mm -hmm. Because, like, there's family members that are probably on social media looking at this stuff. The last thing they want to see is having incorrect information. They said Rick Fox was on that helicopter. Yeah. Then he yeah. wasn't on the helicopter. Yeah, it's it just like, yep. that was my thing. And I felt like there were certain media people that were being irresponsible because they wanted to be the first instead of being correct. Yeah. And that was more important, especially on that time. Um, for me, it was hard, not only because of Kobe passing, but also because I knew that kids passed. I struggled with the, with the fact of kids dying. Mm -hmm. Like, that's something that's always been that affects me yeah. um because i actually like i remember there's this girl that i went to school with and she passed away in like middle school passed away in a car accident and like ever since then like anytime i find i know that kids pass away in something it just it rocks me to the core and it really bothers me um Same. and and it was just it was just it's, even now, it's, like, surreal. Like, it feels like it didn't happen, but it did happen, and it's just a weird feeling. It's a weird... I don't, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I understand the feeling that you're feeling, because I, I, I was saying this to somebody that I still look at the news thinking that this is going to be a prank, like it's not real. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. still in, in disillusion, like, ah, this can't be happening. Like, mm, it's Kobe. Because you look at Kobe as being, like, invincible, almost. At least I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's the mom. He's the same person that played... And, and shot free throws with a, with a blown Achilles, the same person that, you know what I mean, broke his finger and still played in the playoffs. Someone like, tried to drive on Temecula to yeah, fight his like, honor. I could, like. I, I, could, yeah, I, <laughs> I could just think of so many different situations where I've seen him not only from a, a personal perspective, but as from a ball playing perspective, like overcome these adversities to, to then it just, at least for me, ending abruptly. Like, But that's one layer, right? Because... You could always look at it like he served his purpose, him and Gigi and the rest of those people, because I really do look at it like the moment that those that they they passed, something's happened between the league, between how people engage with each other, between how uh, you, you can even see people speak differently in terms of just appreciation, right? Like, I just feel like there's a little bit more appreciation for, for life. As a whole, I think right now. I'm just happy he got his flowers early. I mean, the only yeah. thing that obviously we're not going to see is his Hall of Fame speech, Def, which yeah. is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm just happy that even before then, I felt like he was getting the flowers that he's deserved, especially with his career. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's certain things post-career that we still kind of give players their flowers for that obviously we're not going to be able to mm -hmm. but at least with him I felt like even like his last game his last league game like everyone was just really just thanking him for 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 what he gave to LA what he gave to us like yeah. for us he was our Jordan yeah. yeah. You know, we grew Definitely. up watching him from start to finish. Yeah. For me, I'm I'm 27, so I only saw kind of like the later part of Jordan mm -hmm. and then the other stuff via video. But Kobe, I was able to watch his whole career. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like, dang. 
And that's why I also feel like it's so important for us to give our flowers to LeBron now mm -hmm. because he is that person for the younger generation. Yeah, I agree. The, even still, though, um, you could see a difference in LeBron. <laughs> Oh no! Now yeah, you could sure. you could see a difference in LeBron. How even how he's speaking to people, like normally LeBron, at least the way I look at him, it, he he's kind of like a like a robot of sorts. And what what I mean by that is, he's always very nice. He's always sh shaking hands and joking with people. This time it was different though. Like when he was speaking with fans and when he was signing autographs, even when he was just walking, you can see that he's affected. I also think that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, LeBron stays in LA. I wouldn't be surprised. No, he's gonna stay. No, okay. gonna, I think I, yeah, he's I, definitely. I, I, gonna stay. I know, but I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it, yeah. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's now way more vested in LA than ever before. I I don't think that that'll be a concern if you are a, a, a Laker fan, because I'm a Laker fan, right? And and that was coming into the season, that was one of those big things where it was like, all right, Le LeBron kind of hops from team to team. And, and that's supposed to do that, right? Like, as a business, I get it. I don't think, I think that his, his acumen is going to change now. Now, knowing, you know, that that void is is now vacant. And he is, he, he, he was the next person when you think about it. Like, Kobe's last tweet was paying homage to him. Damn. You know what I mean? Like, I think all of this is weird for me. All of it. The fact that uh, Gigi and, and Kobe had the same birthdays. The fact that they they, they had that close-knit bond. They passed away together. Um, it's, just, I, it's just, it's too many variables with numbers adding up. It's too many things for me that just let me know that this is, a hundred percent for a greater reason. We'll never understand it in, in, until we go to the next. But it has to be. It has to be. The fact that he was pacing before going on the chopper, the fact that they already knew about, you know, having that agreement of not riding on the same chopper together, the fact that um, you know, he, he was very vigilant in being in, in, in people's lives. Like every person had this crazy Kobe story where they were like, yo, like that's that's crazy. Like Kobe said something like that to me or whatever or Kobe made me change my mindset on, on something like he's one of just the, the rare people I, I, I don't think that um, the universe really understood until his, his demise I think even even in his demise it's just one of those people where you, you he's like larger than life I think and I'm happy that he squashed his beef with, with Shaq too well that know? Shaq yeah that Shaq Thing was a lot that, <laughs> that, 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 that oh that, my god yeah. <laughs> but it <laughs> was hard it. it was hard watching the tribute a couple of days ago was, I, I cut it off i couldn't i i, I was saying um uh san francisco i'm like you know i'm gonna watch this this was like their uh the lakers first game right after yeah. his death it was hard to watch man i'm not gonna lie like i i got teary eye man some of the friday yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, with, with, with Kobe, yeah, with LeBron speech saying "Mamba out." Yo, you know? And LeBron man. had a he had a whole like speech written out. He's but like, you could he threw it out. You, He's he like, no. threw it out, and you, but you could even see him trying to hold it together. Like yeah. you could see it. Like I, yeah, I man, couldn't was, watch it. I even when Bulls and Men did the the national anthem. Yeah, Usher, was, Usher, and boys down. to men. Yeah, it, it was, it was with, tough, man. Then Wiz trying to get through <laughs> his yeah. record. I was just like, it, yeah, yeah, tough. it was. I've done enough crying. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron, and Kobe in a certain fraternity, man. Like then that small group of just like one namers. You got Mike, Kobe, LeBron. Well, that's what I was oh, saying Kareem. to somebody. Kareem, Kareem. there's yeah. a few people out there. Yeah, so like their that. friendship is is rather unique. Yeah. You know, when you when you think about them going to the Olympics together, even Carmelo, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they, these guys have a real genuine friendship. And Kobe, I think, I don't, I, like, I've clearly never met him personally, but I tend to think he's a genuine person. Yeah. And to be allowed into his circle of trust and his friendship, you, you have to mean a lot to him. So when I see LeBron crying and I see Camelo couldn't even play, yeah, I feel. It's like that, like that, that. That's their home. That's their homeboy, man. Yeah. That's like that's a friend. Yeah. Yeah, and I think also like just the same way that we've we have so many stories within the industry itself. I'm sure these players have probably have a lot more stories in terms of Kobe because all well, the, the, a lot of stories that we hear about Kobe is him being a competitor, yeah. him being tough and etc. But then, like, also hearing the stories of him being one of the very few people that went to go visit Lamar mm-hmm. during his situation, yeah. right? And hearing that whenever certain teammates or friends needed Kobe, he was always there no mm-hmm. matter what. And even the stories about, like, why he even got the chopper to begin with so that he could spend more time, spend with, his more time with his family and his daughters and stuff like that. And it's just the like, whole thing is just, I don't know. Uh, and and, and it's, it's always, for me, it's always hard because it's like some of these stories, like, I, I wish these stories, some of them came out when he was alive. But I understand why they didn't, right? Yeah. I understand that certain stories should just not be told, um, but it's also, it's just, it, it's hard because it's like whenever someone passed, that's when sometimes you hear the most beautiful stories about mm-hmm. them. And it's just like, oh my gosh, yeah. like, and then it's harder to deal with their passing. Well, well I think this one is, a, is one of the more difficult things to deal with just because you're, it, it's kind of like Nipsey, but just on a greater impact and obviously not taking away from Nipsey, but I, I feel like it's just one of those moments again where you have this person where you knew how special he was and you knew what he had done for the game of basketball and you knew what, he, what he'd done uh, from a humanitarian perspective, humanitarian perspective, sorry. But to then see all of the other elements, like, you know, the, the, the Lakers creating that emblem for him, now putting that on jerseys and on the court, like all of the seats being covered in his jerseys and all of the all of people that you would have never even thought that he even had a relationship with coming out with like, yo, Kobe saved my life, come, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. Like even Fallon's story, uh, Jimmy Fallon's story of how he met Kobe. Like, did you see that? Where he was like, look, I was a struggling uh, uh, comic in LA. I, I literally met Kobe at a party, didn't even know who he was, but... He was tall and needed him to to go to get beer. So they went to go get beer. Yeah. And long story short, he, he find, finds out that Kobe is like Kobe, and they wouldn't let him get beer. And so he's like, "Look, I'm a Laker," and puts his his badge, his uh, ID, his, uh, ID. Thank you, up to the glass. Like, "Yo, I'm a Laker," and they give him free beer, and they save the party. And they had that same running joke. And mind you, again, he just saw Kobe and just wanted to talk to him because no one was talking to Kobe. No one was talking to him. He was like, all right, I guess we'll just talk. Hey, 17-year-old kid. You know what I mean? And yeah. and it's like, and even to see Fat, like, Fallon is one of those funny people where you never see, like, him like that. Like, Well, all of them are like It's Ellen, a lot. Yeah, it's just a lot of Kimmel. people like that. That's the, the, the thing for me I think that's most challenging is seeing people try to balance their emotions with it while I balance my own emotions with it. Mm-hmm. And then every time I feel like you get a minute to just kind of Take a quick break, something happens. Well, let's put a smile on your face. Kobe's story. Did you see that one with Lou Williams? Yes. <laughs> Love that story. <laughs> tell, tell, Williams, a, tell a story for context. Yeah. Lou Williams is on the Lakers. They're playing like trash. At the end of the game, Kobe goes to the whole locker room and goes, take off my sneakers. You guys suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love that. So that's Kobe right there, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, well, the, and he gave MJ 55 on the way out the door. Whole lot. The, the game where he drops 81, uh, I think they went on a losing streak, and he goes into the locker room and was like, yo, 
don't pass the ball only to me. <laughs> he said, yeah. I don't, nah, y'all y'all ain't playing basketball. I'm going to show you how to win a basketball game. He drops 81 that game. Like, yeah. Kobe was just different, man. It's just, it's just really, really sad. Um, me personally, I looked forward to um, Gigi playing. Yeah, and, and you know what I mean. I, I I looked forward to that just because of that relationship. Like their dynamic was crazy. Was gonna, yeah, like it was crazy and electrifying. And I was really looking forward to seeing at least Mamba esque. You know what I mean? Mamba Sita. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, and it's just like, damn. Like you just yeah. rug pulled under me. I also was looking forward. Like I love the fact that he not only supported his daughter, but also supported the other girls when it comes mm -hmm. to women basketball. Yeah. And the support that he even, like, you see WNBA players coming out saying, like, the support that he gave was mm -hmm. just immense. And it was so important for them. And that's also another sad thing, too. It's just, like, you know, not only how impactful he was for the NBA and just everyone, but how impactful he was just for, like, or, you know, what he was during his time of being alive and what I like he could have been mm -hmm. in terms of women sports and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and even Gigi and even everyone else as an attractor, they yeah. all had lives to live and they all were impacting whether it's on a big level, their community, their friends. It's just, it's, I don't know, even now, like it's hard for me to put into words because it's just like anytime that I feel like, someone had so much potential to do so much more and that just gets cut short mm -hmm. that like for me that hurts yeah that's good death is selfish yeah that's why because we, we all have an appointment at the end of the day yeah that we cannot break but what death hurts because we're not ready as the living mm -hmm. we're still selfish like oh no i still wanted more i still wanted to see more i want more yeah but that's not the way death works that takes you when it when it's your time, mm -hmm. and that's what you got to kind of put it in perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't. I honestly don't want to beat a dead horse. I'll be really transparent. It's hard for me to kind of hold up right now <laughs> talking about this. It's hard man, um, for everybody, man. So I'll just say love and prayers to the Brian family and everyone impacted. Like we said in, on the uh, episode prior to this, or you know, insert after this. Um, it's just tragic. I, I really. I really do wonder how we, we kind of move forward. And I know that that's like a big statement to make, like, oh, life's over. But I do feel like there's a huge, huge void <laughs> to, to be filled. And, and I'm just hoping that, you know, as time passes, it, it, it will get easier. I don't think we'll ever forget or, you know. Like, I, I, I put this up there as, as one of those moments, like when the Twin Towers hit. Like, yeah. I, I, I will, 20 years from now, I'll be able to tell you exactly where I was when I heard this news, what I was eating, um, how I was feeling. So you were texting. Yeah, like I, that, I, yeah. I could tell you everything. Um, and I feel like this is one of those moments. And I, I, you know, it's just, I think it just shakes your, your, your cage for the rest of your life purposely. Yeah. This I reminds me of like the death of like Michael Jackson too. Like, yeah. Where were you when, yeah. When you heard like the I, news, could, I could, I could tell you all of the, any of those yeah. big moments like that, Whitney Houston, all these yeah, big, exactly, I could yeah. tell you exactly yeah. what I was wearing, how it was feel, like everything. Yeah. I just hope that. You know, I know with this passing, a lot of people are working on mending relationships that were broken or mm -hmm. just stuff like that. And I hope that people continue to do this, even past any big deaths. I think it's so important for people to understand that life is short. Yeah. And life, for, for as short as it is, we shouldn't be spending 
that time hating someone. We shouldn't be spending that time not mending certain relationships. We should be spending that time with love, compassion, and care and and trying to bring positivity and happiness into this world. Mm-hmm. And I know that I know that sometimes big deaths make people reevaluate things, but I don't I want them to keep it. Keep that mentality yeah. Yeah. moving forward and, and don't have it be so when a, when another big death happens that you're gonna do that. Always, always do that. Cause like Nas said, you never know when your time is next. Mm-hmm. We we can't avoid it. Yeah. We cannot. It's whenever, you know, whether you're religious or not, whatever God or the higher being that you believe in says it's your time to go, it's your time to go. So I yeah. think that because of knowing that, we got to make sure that one, we live the best life that we can and fill it with love and happiness and make sure that we spread that love and happiness to whoever we can possibly touch. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I think that's a, a good way to end. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to drag this out, um, but Danny. <sighs> Thank tell, you, man. T- tell them where they can find you, Dan. Uh, GamertagRadio.com or hey. follow me, Godfrey, G-O-D-F-R-E. I love that name, Godfrey, yeah. by the way. I've uh, always liked long the name Godfrey. story. Well, tell, it, tell us now real quick, because I, I got to know. So my cousins, uh, we all have nicknames. Mm-hmm. So we used to watch uh, USA Up All Night, and it was hosted by Gilbert Godfrey. Mm. And so they were like, hey, Godfrey, and that's how... That's how you got the name. Does that look like Gilbert Godfrey? Yeah, that's how I came up. Yo, <laughs> out, of, out of all the cool stories, that's like the most. That's random like the like, most really? random. Like I, I, I would have thought something else. You know no, what I'm saying? No, no, like he's like, oh no, I just saw it on TV. I now, saw it. I, I, this is a hip hop podcast, so I think this is super important. I want to mention very quick mm-hmm. that I know there's a lot of hip hop shows, a lot of hip hop podcasts now in mm-hmm. 2020, but I have to give a shout out to the originators from 1997. There was a show called 88 Hip Hop that it was a internet radio, uh, internet TV show mm-hmm. that people could stream it using um, a 56K modem through a uh, real player. So that's why it inspired me to do podcasts because I remember that day I was in my teens and I'm watching I'm watching this show and it was Nas freestyling. He did an interview. I was like, what? And then Big Pun was there. That's too. crazy. Big L. I'm like, mind-blowing. So people worldwide could watch this. So they were the originators that started this whole thing, man. So just want to mention, mention that very quick. I, I think it's part of history and it's super mm-hmm. important. People forget, man, you know? Definitely. So, definitely. Yeah. Um. All right, yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, be sure to, as always, subscribe. Hit the noti notification button. Be notified for our latest to the greatest episodes. Again, want to thank Danny for coming on, sharing his wisdom and all these cool ass stories. Um, also, subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, as Aaron said, we do have some really really cool events and and, and stuff happening. So be sure to check that out. Um, I'm one of the sick hosts, Brandon Killer BH Hall. <laughs> I'm one of the swollen eye hosts, Aaron Ashley Simon. Tibble Cabulet. <laughs> And? And Danny. Uh, Hall of Famer. Famer. Hall of Famer. Famer. <laughs> and 1,000 episode next uh, in a couple of days. Hey. hey. First Gaming Podcast, yes. Hey. Let's and we go. out. Peace. Peace. Grass, 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 grass.